Brady. This is Club Hell. Thanks for coming, kids. Then, Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row. A cinema podcast of commentary, questions, answers, dreams, fears, joy rides, hell rides, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome to Notes from the Back Row, which is a lot like the site Back Row Cinema, except you don't have to read. Check out all our articles, podcasts, and original artwork at back-row.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Back Row Cineblog. If you like it, subscribe and review. Today we've got a very special episode, very special episode of Notes from the Back Row. We have an interview with Anya Merman, the director and writer of the upcoming film Unintended. Unintended is about a young girl who thinks she caused the death of a boy about her age and represses the memory until she's an adult, which, as you can imagine, leads to nothing good. Unintended will be available November 7th, 2019 on a variety of platforms, iTunes, Prime Video, Google Play, uh, as well as released on DVD and Blu-ray. I had a chance to interview Miss Merman to get her thoughts on her work, as well as the changing face of independent film. Thank you for, for having interest in our movie. Oh, no problem. <laughs> so I, I, to get started, I'm probably more... Uh, probably not the question you expect me to start with, but I noticed that the movie was filmed in Hudson Valley. It was filmed in Ellenville, uh, yes. which I, I know the area very well. I used to live there. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to school in New Paltz. Uh, so why mm-hmm. was it, how did the Hudson Valley come up? Do you have any connection to the area or were? No, actually, I, I don't have any, con- well, I didn't have any connections uh, to the Hudson Valley uh, I, I, when I wrote the script, what was imp- important to me was um, nature, that I found the right kind of setting. And then also, you know, I was looking for a mine, I was looking for a shaft, I was looking for, um, you know, a house on a lake. And um, most, we are located in New York City. And um, so we started actually um, scouting a year before we shot. Uh, oh wow! And we went all the way up to, um, you know, to Rochester, and you know, and and funny enough, you know, we um, we found all the locations more or less around Kingston. Um, so Allenville, I found, um, you know, I was in Minnevaska Park and scouted there, and you know, we shot in Minnevaska Park and Mohonk Preserve, and um, and the. Uh, the person that took us around, he lives in Allenville, and he said, you know, why don't you check out Allenville? It's, it's you know, it's, it's it's an interesting, you know, small little town, and uh, been you know used so much uh, in in movies, and um, right. um, and so we went and we found you know a lot of good locations there, and so you know we we set it, we set it there in uh, Allenville, and then but actually the you know the house where uh, for example Sam lives um is in Rosendale and um yeah and other locations the mine is also in Rosendale 
you know. Yeah, it. Uh, I I don't know if you remember, but is it the Snyder Mines? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was watching well, it, I was like, I think I know that. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of people have, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, they're very proud. So many different films have been shot there, and this mine has been used in so many different ways, you know. So it's, but it is that one, yeah. Right. It's also funny that, you know, to have people recognize a place where, like, when, at least when I was in school, we weren't allowed to go in there. It was, you know, there was, like, prohibited, no trespassing signs all over the place, and yet we all know what it looks like on the inside. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a cool place. Yeah. And then, you know, it was also, it's also nice because, you know, we've shown it now. I, sh- I just showed it in, in Kingston and, you know, and there's, and people know naturally, you know, Mohong Reserve, Preserve and, you know, and Minavaska Park, but there are still like some certain like locations. They're like, where did you shoot that? And where did you find that? And so it was kind of fun that, you know, right. us as, as, as outsiders, you know, found things that, you know, that people from up there, you know, are excited about and, you know, um, and haven't haven't seen it. Yeah, you would you kind of think that it it doesn't seem like that big of an area because all the towns are small, but then there really is a lot to explore. So it is amazing. I lived there for four years, and even still, go back and find stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is I've never been here. You know, I mean, it's so beautiful up there. It's like, yeah, and you know, there's, I mean, they're they're shooting more and more from I mean there's really you know the, the, the film industry is really you know expanding there um, around Kingston I would say you know Woodstock King and the Woodstock Film Festival is coming up this week oh it's actually started I think today tonight yeah that's I mean I guess it, the Hudson Valley's always had sort of its own art scene you know the there's the uh, the Deacon Museum a little further up and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's always there's always been sort of little hippie enclaves and stuff but it's good to see I I can think of like one movie that I know was filmed at um Mohonk the Road to Wellness but it doesn't I hadn't seen a whole lot of stuff that was filmed in that area so I was mm. you know because it is you're, it is very beautiful and there there's a lot of interesting uh, sites there. You know, it's not just Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the beautiful mountains. There's a million other things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, speaking of, you premiered at the Woodstock Film Festival. So how was it received? Oh, uh, really well. Um, I mean, we also, you know, we we premiered in Rosendale, which was really nice, you know. Oh, at the little theater there? Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was really fun, and 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 it was a Saturday morning, raining, but it was still, you know, everybody came out, and um, it was great. It was great. I mean, um, I think that you know, I mean, I think that you know, especially people from the area, I think they also, you know, first of all, they appreciated that you know, there's a film that represents, right. you know, the beauty of upstate. Um, but then, you know, it was also, in, I mean, I was also surprised. I was surprised. I always thought, you know, the film might be liked more by younger people, but, you know, I was surprised that, you know, actually, um, you know, older people really responded to it, you know, and because the the parents, they are all in the film, they are all quite, um, you know, they have a lot of issues and um, are broken. But, um, yeah, it was was interesting um, that... That was interesting to me, you know. 
right. uh, that was well received by you know by also you know an older audience. Yeah, uh, the parents in the movie are you know the either they're not paying attention or they're abusive. Uh, Sam is kind of is a parental figure that's not yeah you know that he's kind of the only one who's upstanding. But yeah, the the mm-hmm. parents are very much you know clearly have their own background. They're they're, they're self involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be self involved and you know and self medicating and right. you know in Molly's case. Right. So you wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Do you prefer directing your own material? It seems we got your press release, and there was a couple mention of things that you had wrote, like written and directed. Is that sort of your preferred course? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I do like that. I have to say, I haven't, you know, I haven't directed anything by somebody else, so I don't actually know. Um, you know, I, I you know, I, there's no comparison, but I'm writing now the next thing, and you know, I would like to di- direct that too. This is really more my background, you know, more of right. a writer director. Um, right, doing both. Yeah, and then you sort of have a, a lot of control over how the story is portrayed or how the characters come across, and you know, you're really kind of involved at every step. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so and and yeah. sorry, go ahead. So I think also, I mean, it's 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 you know, it's more difficult nowadays. You know, this is this is you know the they're less. I think right. uh, writer directors, you know, you have less the opportunity to do it. Uh, but they're still, you know, I still, you know, there's. This still gives you the feelings of independence, you know, I mean, in the truest sense, you know. Yeah. So this film, uh, was was this inspired by real-life events, it's, you know, about a girl who thinks thinks that she caused the death of someone when she was, you know, about 13 and never really knew what happened and represses it. Was this based on something that you went through, someone you know went through, or was it just something that you kind of thought would be an interesting interesting story to tell? I think that uh, there are elements of of the of the you know of the young girl that is you know that definitely uh, ha- um is mirrored also in my upbringing but you know you know I did not um experience what this young girl in the film experienced and I don't know anybody either it that was sort of like I came up with that, uh, but I definitely, you know, and I think that, you know, many of us have some sort of trauma, you know, that we have repressed and, right, you know, and, and either you, we never um, face it or, you know, we somehow we, you know, we get strong enough to face it. And I, and I could relate to that, to that aspect. Right. And, uh, you know. Speaking yeah. of uh, trauma and repression, what are the challenges of portraying that on screen, especially trying to do it realistically? Um, so it is, yeah, it's it's difficult. <laughs> you don't want to, yeah, because you don't want to. It can easily, uh, um, 
go into you know that it looks cheesy or you know you know the actors overdo it or we all overdo it with right. you know sound design and you know and and the way we shoot it and so i mean so it's 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 a it's a fine line you know where you where you stay where you know that that it still feel or it, to me it had to feel um realistic and truthful you know that I, you know, when I went in the editing room, you know, we had we had different takes naturally. I mean, so you know, she did some really traumatic scenes. You know, ex, you know, it was you know stronger or like she did a variation of it, which was good right. for me. So I had I had choices in the way um, uh, to, how to to edit it then. But it's 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 easy to to find. Um, it's a huge challenge, you know, to um to portray that and 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 you know and you you don't and also I didn't want to like I mean every film manipulates you know that's that's for sure but I didn't want to do it you know too extreme you know what I mean like I didn't right. I, I wanted to 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 I, I wanted to to feel authentic to the to the audience I mean I don't know if I if I achieved that but that's what I wanted well, there's also moments of surrealness as well because you're dealing, you know, in the beginning especially, it's a young girl with a very active imagination. So in in a sort of um, funny way, the surreal moments kind of helped cement the realistic moments. You know, it did because you could see you could see her thought patterns almost. You could see how someone could be a kid and get very wrapped up in a spiral of a thought and mm-hmm. kind of disappear into it. Yeah, and the thing for me was also, I mean, the way she grew up, you know, she's like, you know, nature was almost like, and somebody said that in the um, uh, after screening, you know, it felt like nature was her, her family. You know, there's right. something true to it. You know, it was like she was so... So she felt so um, at home in nature, but also I think it inspired her. You know, it inspired this kind of mythical, dreamlike life. You know, right? Which yeah, nature is uh, is is you know still a miracle to us. You know, and and I think that you know that her her mind mirrors that, and then later on, you know, which shows also you know a certain kind of you know. You know that she has a kind of a creative mind, and then later on, you know that can lead also more easily to these nightmares. Um, right, right. That she has, and and uh, you know, it, so it felt kind of, it felt like that could happen to a character like her, that you know it switches from you know mythical and kind of uh, innocent and and almost fairy tale like to you know to scary and. Um, and foreboding. Right. And that's, you know, we, we kind of like to have this idea of imagination as if it's just very pure and wonderful, but that's the other side of it is, you know, exactly. People with very active imaginations can go to dark places in the same way mm-hmm. that nature is this, you know, very beautiful enchanting thing that also has these very dark places. And it's yeah. that, you know, it is a movie about a, 
about balances, it seems. You know, she spends the second half of the movie sort of in a city environment and then back in the, you know, back more in the wilderness. So it's that sort of trying to find, trying to find like your own footing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So you have been, you've been working in the industry for a, a while now. Um, it says that you, we got your press release and it said that uh, in 91 you were making waves with a short film. And so you've been around as a female director in this. Well, I yeah. had a big, big chunk of where I did not, I, I did write, but I did not direct, you know, um, and um, and raised, you know, three kids. So, you know, I have to. Right. I think. Well, I think you know, independent filmmaking and family is um, complicated. And, sure. <laughs> to Especially say the least. Directing, because you're kind of manning the ship, right? You know, with is writing, writing. You sort of found you were able to have a little bit more of like a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, so I mean, I haven't. I can't say. You know, I I, I really dipped my foot really back into the industry, you know, 2014 when I, you know, decided, okay, you know, I'm, you know, I want to start directing again. And, you know, my kids were at a certain age where I felt like, well, if I can do something around New York, you know, then, right. um, then, you know, I, I might be able to, um, to do that uh, during the summer months. So I, you know, I did, um, I did a short and then, you know, I did unintended and, you know, produced, um, another movie but um i wasn't there the whole time right yeah directing it's you really you kind of have your hands in everything you yeah can't ever step away exactly and and i experienced you know the especially the festival circuit you know so you know um yeah i went to many festivals in the late 90s with with a feature that i made and, um, but that was kind of, you know, I was all by myself. I was like everything, you know, on that one. Right. I wrote, produced, directed, and it was really a very, um, uh, very, very, very low budget film that ended up in, you know, big festivals and it was overwhelming. Um, and then now, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm looking, you know, going back to festivals and, you know, <laughs> And sometimes see people that I've seen, you know, nineteen ninety. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a class reunion. Yeah. So. Uh, well, and have you have you seen? Do you feel like the industry has changed in the the time that you've been working in it, or took time from it? When when you came back into it, did you did you feel like things were different? Oh yeah, I mean they're they are totally different in terms of. First of all, you know, I, I, you know, I learned and I shot on film. Mm-hmm. So that's already a huge difference, you know, going from film to digital. Um, and, um, you know, you think, and also editing, you know, we originally, you know, I did Steinbeck, you know, I, I, on, uh, on a set, what is called, um, you know, the, you know, I was in the cutting room. Basically, okay. uh, and uh, and now it's like avid, and you can do it at home, and so I mean, there's 
I don't know. It's you can you can you can make it. You can do a cut like quickly and in you know on a feature in like in a few days. You know it would never be possible. You know and it right. kind of like it, you know it just flies everything back together. So it's like it's, a, it's a, there's a whole different thought process too. You know and in right. in in in, uh, um, in terms of you know, female directors, I think there are still very few successful independent uh, female uh, filmmakers. Right. You know, like you said, it's things can kind of be done at home. And, you know, we, we do have more avenues as far as being able to distribute things and to make things on our own, but it's still it seems to still be very hard for people to kind of get traction in uh, the more independent world. You know, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's it, and that was, I think, the, um, you know, that was the case also in the, in the you know, late 1990s and early 2000s. It's like, you get your first film somehow off the ground, but there are very few people that get a second film off the ground, and especially you know, staying independent. Right. And I think there were definitely less women than than men. And then, you know, and then, you know, once they get they enter the Hollywood system, you know. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, so... And I, but I think that's the same today, you know. I mean, I, you know, Sundance has tons of um, submissions, and you know, and I don't know how many, but I probably a, a high percentage of first-time directors. Um, but when it comes to making your second film, I think you know it's you know it 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 becomes way more difficult. Right, right, yeah. I guess also, you know, even on the the side of people being concerned that you know if they were able to get one one movie made and it was good, like it might've been a fluke, you know, they, they, everyone's concerned that their second thing is going to be just a flop, um, which is, uh, I think me, uh, Heckerling was talking about that she was doing very well in Hollywood as a female director and then had like two flops in a row and that was it. I think, Mm. you know, yeah, People yeah. Do kind of get timid. They get a little gun shy about moving forward because, you know, they're just so worried that if it doesn't work out, it's the end of the road. Yeah, and I think, but I think that's for, you know, for men similar. Right. Know, and and now it's like it's so highly competitive because there's just also you compete, I you know, more on a on a global level. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's almost no such thing as, like, foreign film anymore in, you know, in America where it used to be, like, the Hollywood films and we'd have all the foreign films and yeah. nowadays it's, like, you can't see everything. Everything's getting a, a lot of the same release and distribution as some of the other more mainstream American movies. Yeah, and a lot of mainstream movies are made by foreign directors. You know, yeah, a lot of Hollywood mainstream movies are made by foreign directors who, you know, had some success, you know, in their own country or on the, you know, international festival circuit with their films. Right. 
So do you have any upcoming projects that you're excited for? Anything you can talk about? Um, I mean, I can't, I don't remember the, the script that I'm wrong. You know, it's not there yet to right. talk about. So, no, I can't really yet, you know, say anything. It's, it's sort of, it's still like in the oven cooking. Right, right, yeah. It's like it's, you can't even, when, you, when you're still working on something, it's hard to put it into words just yet, too. It's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure what where it's going. Yeah, and that's how I, it takes me, it takes a while for me to, you know, as you can see also with Unintended, it's not like your typical three-act um, storyline. Right. So, you know, it takes a while for me to work these things out. Sure. That they make okay. sense to me, you know. And right, that and feel. that, yeah, you're you're going to be committing something to, you know, a visual medium. So it, it also... You have to have enough information in each shot that it moves forward, which can be tough. They more like human, you know, very human-based stories. Yeah, and that, you know, that, I mean, I can tell you that it's going to be also a female lead. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. And it'll take me a little bit still to, you know, figure that out. Sure, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I just want to say quickly, Unintended will be released on DVD and Blu-ray and will be for sale and rental on iTunes, Prime Video, and Google Play. It will also be available on cable on demand nationally beginning November 7, 2019. So it will be well, available everywhere. Yeah, that's going to be great. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. Thanks. Have a great rest of your night. Bye.